The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. My friends are degenerate. is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Hour number two, 713-780. ESPN's your number, 713-780-3776. Or get us on The Blitz Facebook page. Find The Blitz. Click like, send a message, you're going to read it. Twitter's at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at A-J is the real, at Aaron is Blitz, at Degenerates975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. Watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. Missed the first hour. A little, uh, little fight talk. A little uh, little talk about the uh, College World Series cheating. And uh, well, I don't know if cheating is the right word, but NCAA cheated them out, according to A-J. And uh, yeah, that was uh, it's just soccer. ain't right. And some just soccer. Right. We we live, we did live coverage of the soccer shootout, and, and predicted it. So if you missed all that, it'll be on uh, ESPN nine seven five dot com. Danish Ken asking the Blitz adopt Denmark in the Euros. Just crush Wales four zero, playing the Czech Republic on Saturday. Uh, Danish Ken, I I would say you're one of the ones I'd be rooting for. So. Uh, because England's going out against Germany, right? But, uh, yeah, so we had some soccer. But some breaking news that... Kind of need AJ4. Because uh, Derek Lewis will get a title fight. It will be an interim heavyweight title fight. It'll be August 7th. Cyril Gain. Those two will fight because uh, Nganu, uh is not going to be ready to fight. So this is a... For the interim heavyweight title, uh, Houston's own Derek Lewis. So I know who we'll be rooting for. And alongside us, what do you think about Santiago being the first pitcher to get thrown out for illegal substance on his glove? You knew that was going to happen. At some point, somebody was going to get whacked. And, you know, the response is kind of predictable. I, I don't, listen, I'm, I'm one of those guys at this point, if you can try to get away with something, get away with it. Because, you know what? Worst thing that happens, 10-day suspension. And, you know, might might make a few million dollars in your bank account when it comes to contract time. So, anyway, we did uh, we did mention the Lewis fight August 7th. Yeah. People. Uh, Aaron, I just texted you uh, Bob Perez's phone number. He said we can call him right now. I kind of want get, to uh, get him on and... Uh, get some some instant reaction from him because Bob had told us the last time we talked to him that it was after Derek had just won, and Bob had said that Derek wasn't going to fight again until he fought Francis Ngannou. So I'm curious what changed. I think maybe the fact that you put an interim title on. Yeah, it. and I'm I guessing. Know, I'm guessing. They, listen, they, I know that uh, Derek had. Derek had accepted multi, like he he'd accepted multiple dates to fight Francis, and Francis didn't. So that, I think that's what it boils down to. But I think Aaron's got him here, so we'll uh, we have him on. All right, let's uh, let's go to the phones and and Derek Lewis's uh, head trainer Bob Perez joins us on the program. Bob, how you doing, man? 
Good. How are you, brother? I'm doing well. I was I was just texting you today before I saw this news uh, about something yeah. totally unrelated. And and had I known this, I would have uh, said, "Hey, let's let's get you on today." But uh, the last time I talked to you about this, you said, "Listen, we're not fighting until." Until we fight Francis, Derek. Derek was firm on that. He's he's done. You know, jumping through hoops. But I guess when when they put the interim title thing on it, that that made things a little bit easier, huh? Well, well yeah, I think so. You know, when when I said that, I was you know talking about not fighting. You know, like any other you know ranked guy. You know, we're just going to sit back and 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 wait for Francis. And I don't know what it was, scheduling conflicts or whatever, uh, where you know he couldn't fight D. So this was brought to us, and, you know, Derek, he'll, he'll fight, especially at home, you know. So we just jumped on it. He signed this morning. And I'm guessing, and when you said we weren't going to fight until it was Francis, maybe it was more we weren't going to fight until it was for a title. Is that really yeah, what? Yeah, that, that's a better way to say it. Yes, sir, definitely. definitely. But, okay. You know, and it's not exactly what we want. You know, we do want the, you know, I mean, the interim title is the interim title. You know, it's a title, but we want you know the the real thing from Francis. Um, so hopefully we can get this win and, and and follow up and fight him. You know, latter part of the year. And I, I'm guessing you and you were just out in Vegas. Uh, you were at mm-hmm. at Gon's fight this weekend. Did you get a good look at him? And and now he he shares a common opponent with Derek and, and Alexander Volkov. And very impressive showing. What what does he bring to the table that could could be problematic for Derek? You know, he, he is a lighter guy, you know, and he moves exceptionally well. He's a really good kicker. Uh, he's got good forward, you know, pressure. Um, you know, I've studied, you know, as many fights, you know, even previous to this, you know, I had a feeling we might fight him one day, so I was just studying. That's kind of what I do on Wednesday nights. I just study possible, you know, opponents. And, uh, but yeah, man, he's, he's fast. He's quick. He's got good, good endurance, you know, but, um, you know, we've, we've fought high level kickboxers before. Uh, Derek has been injured and there's no excuses, but, uh, he's pretty strong right now, you know, in, in, his regard, in regards to his body. So if we can fight the way Derek fights, you know, we're going to be good. Did, now, one of the things I did notice during the, the Volkov fight uh, was gone attempted a takedown early in that fight, which was yes, a, a little yes, bit surprising to me. Three. And, and it seemed like I, I, I assumed going into that fight, there wasn't going to be a takedown attempt. And Man, you know what? I, I was kind of on the same page, but when you kind of have that thought process, you have these two really nice, you know, clean kickboxers, you know, these really good strikers, you know, you kind of have to anticipate that, you know, the, the unexpected, that intangible, which is going to be the takedown in that case. So, you know, even though I wasn't really expecting it, I was kind of expecting it. And Derek, obviously, he's got the kind of power that maybe Gon has not seen yet. I mean, obviously, Correct. there's not many guys who have the kind of power that Derek has, and until you feel it, you don't really know what it's like. But he does have a lot of kickboxing experience. I mean, is is this mm-hmm. uh, is Derek confident? He's got seven Muay Thai fights. He's got seven. Okay, is this a fight that Derek is confident in? I'm guessing he wouldn't have taken this fight if he wasn't confident that this Dude, would get it done. Derek fight this grizzly bear in 30 minutes and he's going to be confident. You know, we've never gone into any fight unconfident, man, you know, and, uh, it's just one of those things, you know, and it's, it's no secret. Derek just got to touch you, but, uh, Derek's always confident. Now D- Derek's got a win on his ledger against Francis Ngannou. And, and obviously that's mm-hmm. the fight that he wanted. I, uh, from what I understand and, and what you told me back, uh, I, I guess this was back, uh, I don't know, maybe it was when Lauren fought, whenever Lauren fought and we were chatting, you said, mm-hmm. we've accepted multiple dates to fight Francis and, and he didn't want it yet. Uh, I mean, 
So you you end up not getting a, a fight with a guy that he's already beat once. It, do, mm-hmm. Is there is there a, an inherent risk in taking this fight, or does this fight in Derek's eyes and your eyes just guarantee him that if he wins this, there, there's no one else for Francis to fight because now he's the interim well, champ? I, I I definitely you know think it's a it's a guarantee, and like I said, man, I, I you know I, I don't want to take anything away from from Francis, you know, um, but you know we can't sit around too long and wait, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, we were kind of in limbo, you know? And so this day didn't happen. This day didn't happen. This day didn't happen, you know, and, and Derek fights as everybody knows to, to support his family, you know? And, uh, I mean, any fight is risky, of course, you know, that there's that inherent risk, but we don't, we don't view any fight as going into it as a, as a risky fight. We can only focus on now what's best for Derek and his family at this moment and and make that decision. But there's no way in hell Derek was going to turn down this fight. Uh, as far as, as Lauren goes, who we just talked about, Lauren Murphy, another another uh, fighter that you coach in the UFC who's on a, a really good tear. I mean, at Valentina, of course, if you ask her, she believes another fight with Amanda Nunes makes sense. I don't know that anybody else thinks that, but... Right. So, have you guys heard anything about this? Have they offered Lauren anything? Do are you well, guys I mean, expecting? I, I can't really talk too much about it. She is the one in line for it. I can I can say that much. You know, um, as far as logistics in regards to time, uh, you know, all that good stuff. I, I don't know. Hopefully, we'll, we'll get some news this week or next week. But in our minds, we're absolutely already starting to prepare a long camp for Valentina. Whether that happens or not is yet to be seen. But I'm fairly confident that that fight is going to happen. I'm very confident that that fight is going to happen. Would Derek have taken the uh, the fight against Gone if they had said you're going to fight in Las Vegas or you're going to fight in in Europe sure. or something like that? Sure. Or- this is just kind of icing on the cake. I know they were looking... You know, they hadn't solidified a city or a venue yet. And, you know, just he being who he is here in Houston, and he really loves this city and, and, and the state. Um, man, it was kind of, I think, a no-brainer. And once, I guess, they were able to solidify the location, it just made it happen immediately. That's Bob Perez, the head trainer for Derek Lewis. Uh, Derek Lewis, August 7th here in Houston, uh, running it back. Uh, Derek, who was just here a couple months ago and, and put on a hell of a show, now, now we get another one. Uh, Houston keeps, they keep on giving baby. That's what I like to hear. Uh, and it's always great to see Derek here in Houston. Bob, appreciate you uh, taking some time out of your day for us on short notice. And, uh, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you guys very much. All right. That's Bob Perez, uh, head coach of Derek Lewis. And that's exciting news, man. I'm bummed that (laughs) I was about to say I'm I'm leaving the Saturday before, uh, the UFC's here, but uh, you could probably fly back for a weekend. You probably had some things you didn't move. I, I mean, or you could just slam on the brakes, or I'll just wait until I, okay. I'll, I'll just wait till they fight in Vegas. He'll till Derek fights Ngannou in Vegas, and then I'll just be there. How about that? Okay, okay. all right. Well, you, but I'll put a halt to it right now. Yeah, it's too late. I already did it, and then so, jumped in. Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, guys, new breaks is what I'm talking about, and you guys know about it because we've been talking about new breaks for a while. And so many blitzers have used them. So many, uh, uh, so many of my friends have used them. They all said the same thing. Man, they were great. They were affordable. Uh, they couldn't have been nicer guys. And that's why they have so many great reviews. And new brakes, the best thing about them, they come to you to fix your brakes. Brakes is what they do. It's all they do. And there is no point in going to a dealer or a shop right now to get your brakes done. You're starting to hear those squeaks, or maybe you're going to do some traveling here in a little bit, and you want to get those things fixed before you go. Then just go to nubrakes.com. 
Mention ESPN, you're going to get 10% off your service. They're going to come to you. They'll come to your home. They'll come to your office. And uh, they, they'll reach out to, to learn more within a couple of minutes uh, once you get on the website. They're backed by a 24-month, 24,000-mile warranty, certified experience, brake technicians, and premium brake parts. And how about this? On top of everything else, 20 to 50% more affordable than going to a shop or dealer. So go to newbreaks.com, N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S.com. Mention ESPN for 10% off. Newbreaks.com. You're listening to the Blitz. Hey guys, sports to you on ESPN 97.5. Sports to you. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. 713-780-ESPN. Somebody was asking earlier, what's the update on Sports Map Elite? August 1st for, for the uh, hard launch. It'll be available for you guys to get free stuff on before that. That's the plan. And I'm just working on a few final finance things with it, but we're we're uh, moving right along, and hopefully, hopefully, it'll there'll be no more delays. I've done enough of these to know that whatever your target date is, add six months to it. That's always the way it works. Yeah. So, uh, but it's going to be pretty badass, and we've got some really cool people and some really cool ideas, and uh, you know, it, it's. Uh, it, it it's very very close, so uh, I don't know if you saw this. And okay, this I'm gonna be I'm gonna try to be positive. Okay, I, I'm, I'm this is my new leaf. Try to be positive here, but if you're the Texans and you have a Twitter account, what do you expect to happen if you tweet out something that has like a Texans jersey and says one Sunday closer? It, it's not going to be good stuff. Well, no one's going to say nice things right now. Um, I think there was one nice thing. Debbie the Texan said yes. She was happy. <laughs> uh, Brandon's on Twitter replied with... Imagine like you've, you've spent your whole life creating this brand, Debbie the Texan lady, and now you have to still be Debbie the Texan lady. That's just got to be miserable. Nah, I'm... She's got a pretty good attitude about stuff. I wouldn't. I, I think she's fine. I just feel like like when you're riding high, it's okay to be a fan of something. But then like when it clearly goes the wrong way, it's like oh. All right. Well, that's the one positive. Let me give you some other ones that okay. you'll be more interested in. Uh, one guy says, "Bro, like not one single person in this city gives a single f." You're wrong, Davey the Texan lady. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> another guy says, "One Sunday closer to an zero and seventeen season, so we can get the first draft pick." And then trade it. It says, this team didn't need a new coach. This team needs new ownership. Well, they did need a new coach, too. They did need that, too. Yeah. Uh, one, uh, let's see. One, one Sunday closer for people not to attending your stupid games of the most toxic franchise in professional sports. 
that doesn't prioritize the cornerstone of the team, Deshaun. I'm hoping for a O and seventeen. Te- technically, and the cornerstone of the team. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah, the air humper is not really the cornerstone anymore. Uh, boy, this season is going to be hell. So I don't know if I'm looking forward to it. Um, one more lawsuit. That might be my favorite. <laughs> uh, fire Easterby, and maybe I'll buy a ticket this year. Y'all seem to be struggling with those three packs, family packs, and season tickets. Ha ha. Uh, to what? The first round pick? And you still have time. Hashtag fire Easterby. <laughs> Somebody else. Oh, no, it's approaching way too fast. Stay away. <laughs> stay away. Why? Somebody else gives them some pretty good advice. Just delete all social media platforms until next year. That's actually a good move. Yeah. Uh, one Sunday closer to the first of many L's this fall. What a trash franchise. And with the first pick of the 2022 draft class, the Texans select a kicker from the Canadian League, then promptly cut him. So, just uh, maybe not the time to be... I mean, I get, I get. You have to do that, right? That's your job. But no. Uh, so, so what blows my mind is I sometimes dive into the comments on sports map videos on YouTube. Homers are absolutely delusional about this team. I've always appreciated you guys not letting them off the hook. Blows my mind that there are actually people that believe in that organization from Harper. And it, listen, I understand where a lot of this comes from. And I, and you know, like I said, I'm going to be nice now, except for certain things. Uh, so I mean, I don't blame fans for wanting the team to be good. It's a different mindset than you know than what I have, and that's okay. I mean, we, we shouldn't have the same mindsets. But it, a lot of these people that do this, that are traveling Texans and things like that, they do it for social reasons. It, it's how they all hang out together. They've done it for years. And nobody wants to think, nobody wants to honestly hear, this team is going to be awful. They want to believe that there might be something that works out for them. So that they and their friends, when they go to the games, have an enjoyable time and they go and tailgate and eat barbecue and have a blast and then not have to sit through a really bad games. I get all that. And I don't blame people for that. It's just hard. My my job and AJ's job is to try to give an honest perspective on the team. And it doesn't always come off as the most positive thing because it's hard to find positives. Oh, 281. They should have went with one fish, two fish closer to Sunday. Yeah, that might have got a better. One uh, fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, man, I've been, I've been trying really hard to find some positives to pull out of this. And there, there's, there's very few. And, you know, I, I'm always trying to find the positives with these teams. There's just so little that I can find. And, I mean, I think the secondary will be better. I think, um, I think that, you know, if the offensive line can be good, the running game should be better. Is that going to offset not having Deshaun? I don't think so, but you know, maybe they can just come out and run the ball and run the ball, run the ball. And then Tyrod Taylor doesn't turn it over and they win some 17 to 14 games. Maybe they win a few more than we think. Maybe, maybe David Culley and, and is really Way better coach than we think. Maybe. Yeah, probably not. It just, though. but you know, I'm gonna tell you about David Culley, who's a junkie. Yeah, a junkie who 
had never been a head coach candidate before in his life. And, and I think when you look at it from the perspective of, okay, Nick Casario wants to have a stranglehold on this organization, much the way Bill O'Brien did, then David Culley makes sense. Yeah. That's a coach who's not going to rock the boat. He's going to do what Nick tells him because he's happy to have a job. And, you know, so now what your hope comes down to is, does Nick Casario know what he's doing? And if, okay, I'm going to give him the benefit on David Culley because he wanted a yes man who will just run things the way he wants. Okay, if that's what you want. But when I look at all the other moves, I mean, I, I see some positives in how he ha- has fixed the salary cap mess. I mean, getting Whitney Merciless to renegotiate that contract to where it's totally not a problem to get rid of him next year, that's pretty good. Yeah. So I, I, that's a positive. And he did that with a bunch of guys. Moved some money around, got him some cap room, which they didn't really use. That's okay. You want the cap room next year. You know you're going to suck this year, and then next year you want to start going to yeah. signing free agents. So all that, perfect sense. But, I mean, the way they handled the draft, the way they continue the overpay for things, even with O'Brien gone, really, and the fact that you still got Jesus Easterby here. I don't, uh, I, I'm, I'm still very skeptical. But there are some positives there. I just don't. I, I just don't see a plan other than complete control. And how did that work out last time? Not, not great. Hmm. It, it, it did where we are now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yes. Is AJ having a going away party, and are we welcome? No. Um. So can we please lose the Jack Easterby drop? It makes my ble- ears bleed every time I hear it. No. That's funny right there. It is. It does piss people off. Shout out to the fish. <laughs> well, be pissed at him for saying it. Yeah, not at us. <sighs> I've heard this question a couple times. At this point, should the Texans even want to win? I wouldn't if I were the Texans. I, I mean, to me, there's nothing better to build around than the first pick. Uh, but if they can get it right. If they can get it right. And that's the thing. Because we don't know what it's going to be next year. And I, the, to me, there are some interesting things about this. Like, you know, I, I, I'm curious about Davis Mills simply because there's such a small sample size. Maybe he's really, really good. Maybe they actually did something right there. I don't give him a high percentage. And also, when will you know? How, and how long are you willing to wait before you take another swing? Well, and that's the thing. If, to me, and I, I said this before, it's like, you know, what would make, what would make you think Davis Mills is the guy? He would have to win enough games that you wouldn't have a top five pick this year. Exactly. That's it. 100%. And, or at and least, not t- even that, not even that. Just go out there and, and, you know, look like Justin Herbert. Even if you don't win games, because your defense is going to lose a bunch of games. But make it look like you're the, ki- the guy that you can build around. And you're still going to have to win some games. I'd say if you won five games, that's technically a half game better than what you won with Deshaun. True. With Davis Mills. That would be a, that would be a huge success. And, and if it is, then maybe that's your guy, and maybe that number one pick is the best defensive player on the planet. <laughs> maybe. Or you trade down and get a bunch more, which is, would probably be the better deal. So, uh, and... It says Davis Mills is serviceable. You're still using a one on Spencer Rattler. Well, that's the thing. That's that's kind of the, the what has to be answered on the field. Yeah. And at what point does Davis Mills get in there? I mean, if Tyrod, I mean, the, as soon as if you go zero and five with Tyrod, okay, let's see what we got. 
Well, Captain America says, I could easily see 0-10 before they face the Jets in Week 12. I, I still think they might win that game against Jacksonville and then not again for a long time. You The opening game? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I, I could see that. You know, because it, it, it was a, nice of them to schedule that, that yeah. the opener. Yeah, because, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is not going to come out of the gate firing the Texans. There's other games that are winnable, winnable in their schedule, like the, the Panthers they get in week three. Yeah. Uh, the Patriots at home. Uh, you, in, you imagine if they start off like two and one, people are going to, you know, well, you're not going to be here for it. I won't be here. People will be saying, I told you they're better than that. And then they're going to be like three and 14. Like at the Cardinals is a winnable game. You know, mention the Jets. It's a winnable game. They've got winnable games on their schedule. I just don't think they're going to win very many of those winnable games. Yeah, I mean, I think those are coin flip games. And you're not going to win them all. All right. Let's take a very quick break. Don't go anywhere. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5925. ESPN 97.5. I assume you knew... is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. So, if there's a possibility, and I, and I kind of have to retract something, I kind of made fun of Adam Schefter when he said there could be 18 quarterback changes. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's still a chance you'll have 17. Yeah, it's a big number. So he 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 didn't miss by much, but he did go over, and that doesn't count, right? You lose. So uh, first off, uh, speaking of former number one draft picks, Paxton Lynch, who I another thing I was wrong about, thought he'd be a good player. Signed with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders today. Oh, so here's the uh, as we go through some of the teams here. Here's the ones that will be changes. Okay, so Arizona's going to have Kyle, Kyler Murray, right? Same old guy. Yeah. Um, same old Kai. Bill Bo Baggins. The, uh, the Falcons have uh, Matt Ryan. Okay. The Panthers have a new one with Sam Darnold. Yes. How do you think he'll do? Uh, I think he will be better than he's been. I don't, I don't know what the, the ceiling is for Sam Darnold. I, just, I, I have a feeling he's going to be better than he was in New York. Which isn't saying a whole lot. Right. right. Uh, Denver... 50-50 on whether or not they change because they've got Teddy Bridgewater. Drew Locke is still there, so maybe Drew Locke starts. Maybe they make a trade. So they're they're not they're kind of incomplete on this deal. Yeah. Lions have a new one with Jared Goff. I, I mean, I think Jared Goff's in a tough situation. <laughs> yeah. But I think Jared Goff, he's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, is he going to be better than Matt Stafford? No. But I think he's an okay player. I just think he's gonna it's going to be rough for him there. Packers, who have that complicated fella. They could have a new starter. Uh, I don't think they will. I, I think that gets worked out. I think he just likes... I think he's, he's, a, he's a drama mama. Yeah, I think he's a diva who likes the attention. You're probably right. Um, Joel hopes you're right. Your Texans. Yeah. Obviously, we know... Maybe. I still think they're going to bring Deshaun back at the last minute. He's going to say, I love this game. I want to be here forever. Talon or off? Uh, no, neither. Okay. I, and I don't, I also, that's sarcasm. I don't, I don't think he will ever say that. <laughs> Raiders, no change. 
Uh, nor should there be. Dolphins, no change with Tua. Nope. Vikings, no change. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't I mean, you, they're kind of stuck with him. I'm sure they wish they could make a change. Yeah. And you just got what you got. New Orleans, Hymas Winston, and Taysom Hill. Yeah. That, that's what's replacing Drew Brees. Good luck. Good luck with that. Giants, Daniel Jones. Uh... I, I've been saying I think Daniel Jones deserves more of a chance. So I, this I'm, is probably the year, though, right? He he better figure it out soon. Um, Excuses are running out. Eagles with Jalen Hurts isn't really a change because Hurts started last year. Yep. Um, Steelers still Roethlisberger. One last ride. Uh probably he's probably running out of gas, but he may have enough to. He's got enough to at least crank it up and and get started. Uh, Russell Wilson, Seattle. After no all that, shock. yeah. The Buccaneers, you're probably not changing. I would, I'd keep that guy. Uh, and the foot- he, they're on to something with that fella. <laughs> but is he a complicated fella? <laughs> and the football team, where it says among Ryan Fitzpatrick, Kyle Allen, and Taylor Heineke, only Heineke is under contract for 22. So yeah, you're 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 going to be making a change again next year. Yeah, most likely. But I do believe that uh, yeah, I, I believe they can be pretty good with Ryan Fitzpatrick. So they can compete in that division certainly with him. Yeah. Um, seven one. You know Ryan Fitzpatrick's never been to the playoffs. Like never. Uh, he's 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 always good, but he's never good enough to actually do something. Yeah. I mean, he he's always like, wow, he's doing a really great job. But well, are they going to make? Are they going to win anything? Well, no, but he's still doing a, a really great job. He's, he's the king of the nine and seven, ten and six. Yeah, just miss. He's the he, what he's the king of is low expectations. Yeah, he's the he's the king of of meeting and sometimes exceeding low expectations. No, I think he exceeds it most of the time. Usually he does, but they're always low coming in. Like oh. How many? If if you go into a season with Ryan Fitzpatrick as your starting quarterback, your expectations are low, always, for the most part. And that was that goes back to when he was twenty five, and that comes all the way to now. Like you never go into that season where Ryan Fitzpatrick is penciled in as your starting quarterback, going, "Hell yeah, we're a real contender." No, if you are that, I mean, if you somehow are in a playoff race, awesome. You never thought that would happen. You know. His his high point, ten and six with the Jets in twenty fifteen. Yeah, and, and I I remember I thought he was better in Buffalo. He no. wasn't. No, he no. had he had good numbers, but they were six and ten, six yeah. and ten, six and six as a starter with your Texans. Ten and six with the Jets. That was the high water mark, and then four and three last year. That is, it. he's had two winning records, unless you want to count two and one with Tampa in twenty seventeen. And a, a six and six with the the Texans. That's how he fools you. Yeah, boy, this is that's not good. But he does put up numbers, sure, and keeps getting paid, and good for him. Yeah. I mean, he's good for what he is. You just got to have you got to limit your expectations. That's all I'm saying. Well, and yeah, now I'm kind of feeling because I kind of thought, well, you know what, this is a guy that could really help the, the football team because they've got everything else, but eh, maybe not so much. But the football team again, if like if if Dak isn't right, I mean they've got every chance to compete in that division, even with Fitzpatrick. 
Uh, it's a pretty bad division. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know how it's going to play out yet. I still think the Giants could be good, but they kind of fool me every year. I think the football team should be pretty good. But now that I look at this, I'm not so sure. And, and boy, Kyle Allen doesn't give me any confidence. No, or Taylor should Heineke. he? But, I mean, he's got to be better than one-legged Alex Smith last year, right? Does he? Uh, Taylor Heineke? I don't know. No, not Heineke. I'm talking about uh, Fitz. Oh, yeah. Fitz should be better than that. So, all right. There's some there's some quarterback talk for you. How was that? I'm all for NFL talk. Mm. Foosball. That's what I'm in here for, Bubba. 713-780-ESPN. That's because you were a quarterback in Arkansas. No, I, the I was Cowboys. not. No, Well, America's team, yeah, maybe I was. Okay. Or someone I know was. All right. Well, that that's good enough. Yeah. And, uh, Degrees of separation. That's what it's all about. Yeah. The uh, Dick Williams, the Rockets, apparently they haven't ruled out trading the number two pick. Or Well, Woj reported that on the day after the draft, which I thought was stupid. But you know what? I, I, don't, I don't know what to make of the organization right now until we see what they do. I'll withhold judgment. And, you know, but the draft will be interesting. Yep. Finally. What would they trade it for? Well, that's the thing. I mean, like, what, what's what are you hoping to get? This is when you're a bad team like this with really no assets. You this is going to be the best asset you've got. So uh, what they could do is there. There's good players that they could go out and probably you could probably package up Christian Wood and that pick and and get yourself a nice player. But then you're back in the same boat you were. Even if you get a really nice player, but is it going to be better than what you could get it to? Well, it's going to because what, I mean, how what many you of those get guys are, is certainly going to be younger. But how many of those guys are really available? Well, I mean, there's rumors that that Boston wants to blow things up. There's rumors that uh, that Dame Lillard's available. But but boy, you just had Dame Lillard. You're just back to where you were. That's with, what I'm with saying. Harden. You're not. That's not a real. That's not a real rebuild. You're you're basically just going back to what you were a couple years ago. Which I, I thought the whole point was to get out of that vicious cycle. Yeah, it just may be that Tillman's like, boy, we got to get somebody here who's a star to put butts in the seats. Dude, that's not the answer. No, it's butts not. In, you know what puts butts in the seats? Winning games. Winning sports matches. That's what fans like. Hmm. Uh, 713-780-ESPN is your number. Come back. We'll have a little gym of the day for you. Don't go anywhere. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. So, time, well, before we get to the gym of the day, couple quick tv updates i spent saturday morning watching uh the last season of bosch that dropped on amazon and after the last season i was kind of like okay you know what i don't really need any more of this show right but the way it ended i'm kind of like damn i'm gonna miss it 
Okay. Yeah, it, not not quite a banshee ending, but it ended pretty well. So uh, if you're, you know, I, and I like good cop, uh, I like detective shows, and I I, I think uh, if you're a Bosch fan, you'll you'll enjoy that season. It's better than last year. And then last night I watched something called The Ice Road. Have you heard of this? Mm, no. Liam Neeson is a trucker. Uh, Morpheus is in it. And they have to try to rescue some miners by driving trucks through uh, on ice. And it, it sounds like a terrible idea, a terrible plot. And it's got a lot of, I mean, it's got a lot of uh, cliche stuff in it. But I kind of enjoyed it. It's like Liam Neeson, when he doesn't do a lot of just really crappy movies. There's a few. I mean, like the, the second and third takens were pretty bad. Yeah. But for the most part, it's... Uh, Definitely worth uh, checking out if you want something fun where you don't have to think and you like to see gigantic trucks trying to cross ice. Spoiler alert, doesn't always end well. Yeah. So. I would imagine. All right, let's do the Zadok Jewelers Gem of the Day. The Gem of the Day. It's the Gem of the Day. The Zadok Jeweler Gem of the Day. All right, how much do we trust uh, Harvard University uh, University astronomers? I mean, more than like Houston Community College Man, astronomers, College of the Mainland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm probably going to give him a little Clear bit. Lake Institute of Technology. Yeah. Um. Well, <clears throat> I don't know if you saw these all these uh, reports about UFOs, which I I think now we have to call UAPs. Aaron is our NASA guy. What's UAP? Unexplained aerial phenomena. Oh, Aaron, ruling, dun, dun. ruling, please. I don't like changing it because everybody always known has known them as UFOs. You say UAPs, then the average person has to go, what is that? So unless you're an alien or a space nerd, you don't know what it is. I think keeping the UFO because that keeps the common man informed. I think the common man needs to learn. But uh, you're the you're the NASA expert. I'm just an ancient astronaut theorist, so I don't have a say. I in say this. keep things simple. Okay. I, I don't like UAP. It sounds like some kind of procedure you have. Well, I was going to say it sounds like an STI. I'm, I'm really having trouble peeing, so I've got to go get a UAP today. Anyway, Harvard University astronomer Avi Loeb suggests that recent intelligence reports of UAPs, or UFOs as we like to call them, is providing evidence that alien ships are spy, spying on our world. Said there is fresh scientific evidence that we are not the only intelligent species in the cosmos. Well, let's start with this. Calling ourselves an intelligent species uh, when there's Twitter, maybe not. Uh, but the anonymer, uh, the astronomer who's also known for for far fetched theoretical hypotheses, has decided that an extraterrestrial civilization has implanted the Earth with sensors, collecting info on areas of our galaxy hospitable to life. All right, you know, the Harvard thing, I kind of started out okay with. The deeper you get into it, cuckoo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that is uh, that is your Xanax Jewelers Gem of the Day. The Gem of the Day. It's the Gem of the Day. The Xanax Jeweler Gem of the Day.
Well, it's it's funny because you got these guys out there, and then you got uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson doing everything he can to uh, dispel any alien stuff, right? Which he's a smart dude, smarter than us. Yeah. Um, did some alien get offended? Yeah, they actually released that report. It wasn't next month. They the, the report's out there about what those things are. <laughs> UAP sounds like the worst Division three in college football. So, um, Longstyle says unidentifiable aerial phenomenon sounds cooler than unidentified flying object, but UFO sounds better than UAP. Yeah, I, I don't know. This this is I I I don't know who made this decision. I I because I'm I don't know if I'm okay with it or not. Again, I, I assume Aaron's wife makes all these decisions. Uh, Dick Willie says the Department of Defense. Oh, they don't know anything. No, I mean, well, are they really defending us then? I'm going to go with, uh, you know, I, I think Aaron's a, a NASA specialist. I think, remember Trump booted General Mattis because he didn't, he, like, he was too soft. And uh, and I don't know that Joe Biden. Um, I, I don't know that Joe Biden is quite the military mastermind that Trump is. So we may be at a real disadvantage here in the Department of Defense right now. I don't know. I haven't been following it all that closely, but can't be great. Is it wrong of me that I've stayed completely away from politics? I have too. I I don't. I like if you ask me, is Joe Biden doing a good job right now? I would say, well, I don't know. Yeah. About half of well, Twitter, you, about half of Twitter tells me he's doing a great job, and about half of Twitter tells me he's completely incompetent. Reminds me of like the last twenty years. So, well, if you asked him, he'd probably say, <laughs> "Right, yeah." But I, you know, I, I don't know. The only thing I know is he killed a Keystone Pipeline, which I was for. So, but man, I, I just don't. Uh, I don't. I don't really care anymore. It, it's. As I've said all along, it's got nothing to do with me. He doesn't have any impact on me. None of these cats do. He's um, always telling me uh, that movie really sucked. It, I ain't saying it was great. It just got Liam Neeson in it. <laughs> so, and, you know, it just, it, it's very predictable. But you get to see him be a little ass. And, you know, some, some people die in it, which I'm always for. So, yeah. There you go. So he says, will good singing voice be a requirement for the new host job? If so, then please remove my, remove my name from the short list. Done. Uh, yeah, okay. Sorry. You're out. Don't know who that is and don't know. You're out. Yeah. And I, I in, in honesty, I still have no idea what's, you know, when, when or, or what's going on. So, and I kind of like it that way. I, I, I don't need to know yet. Till it gets closer. We still got uh, more than a month here. Now, there's also a 4th of July in there and some other stuff, but you know, there's no uh, no real reason <laughs> Tufel Biden wasn't elected. I, I, you know, I, I still, there's certain things like that that I, I just, there, there's a lot of things in this world, and from both sides, by the way, that are just completely made up that, that people just buy. Yeah, and that's why I'm out on it. It's like whichever side, and, and that, and the fact that all they do is is try to tear down the other guys and blame them for everything bad, and you know they do everything right, and they're both wrong. But man, some of that stuff. So you're saying there's bad and bad people on both yeah, sides. Yeah, I'm saying there's 
Everybody's bad. Completely bad people. People are ship, as John Granado would shorten it to. I'm kind of getting there. Told you. I've tried to tell you this for a long time. You're like 95% of people are good. And I'm like, what? well, you know what? Most of the people I hang That's out a with a crazy but, number. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you the, uh, and yeah, come on, Fred, you don't believe there was massive fraud in like four States. You, you, you guys can't be serious about this. <laughs> you can't at this point with everything that, that they did to prove there wasn't, you know, I mean, I don't, I, I don't you, even you, want to talk. No, about it. no, I just, I, I think that, listen, I love you guys, but if you still believe that stuff, then man, you, you gotta you gotta check yourself a little bit. Yeah, in fact, I've got another one that that is, I, I've got to find this because I didn't intend to get to it today. But it kind of shows how we need to stop believing Twitter. We need to stop believing everything that people tell us, and maybe actually, you know, I, I know people don't have time to research stuff, but it is amazing that you can go post something on Facebook, like. Three or four people post something on Facebook and suddenly it becomes a fact. And, uh, oh, yeah. That's why I got off the book of faces. Well, and it's not just that. They do the same thing on Twitter. And the, uh, have you heard of this organization, Birds Aren't Real? No. Well, they had a massive rally. It's a movement built on the idea that the United States government killed all the birds in the USA and replaced them with surveillance drones. Now, it was basically created to poke fun at all the other conspiracy theories. But uh, I, I, they're making fun of you for believing stuff like that. Now, now that makes sense. Now I understand why we've got a national debt. Like, that can't be a cheap endeavor. There's a lot of, there's a lot of quote-unquote birds flying around out there. Yeah, but that, that was kind of the point. They throw that out there and people buy it. And it's like, okay. All right, quick break. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5 and 925. Well, hello. To call into the HRP listener line, dial 713 780 ESPN. Dial the phone. Disappointed by your HR and payroll technology? Maybe you need to outsource your administration. Go to hrp.net to learn more. 